Goss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell. And I'm your co-host, Angie Rogers-Howell. Now, what is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, it's a weekly podcast where we feature awesome women in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss. Today, our premier sponsor is Schaefer Leadership Academy. Find out more at SchaeferLeadership.com. Who do we have on the show today? Today, we have Loretta Parsons of the Soup Kitchen of Muncie. So one thing Angie hates that I do is I'll overclick the clicker to unlock or lock a car. It drives me insane. So I click it like two or three times. No. Burp, 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 burp. Sometimes you'll click it like six times, but that's only because you want to drive me crazy. <laughs> because sometimes when you're married, you do things just to drive the other one crazy. So where did you get this dislike of too many clicks? I come by it, honestly, because my father... Yes. Now, when we were growing up, our cars did not have clickers. It was a newer invention. Like, we had, right. like... You had keys we that had went keys. into a hole. You had to turn You had it. to turn and take it out. We had... You know what? Our cars, you had two keys. One for the lock and the ignition, and one for the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> two separate keys. But eventually, things changed, and you get the clickers and the automatic clickers or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and so my dad, like, loses his mind like he's his his saying he always says is there's only so many clicks there's only so many clicks angie so anytime you click the thing more than once my dad like goes crazy and says, there's only so many clicks and so that has been instilled in you instilled in my brain into my subconscious and even though i don't necessarily like it because now i'm turning into my parents every time <laughs> you hit the clicker more than once i'm like there's only so many clicks stop clicking it for the love of things that are holy please stop yeah and I don't know why I do it, but now I do it just because it gets on your Well, nerve. yeah. But, you know, when I first started doing it, it was like, I want to make sure it's locked. You hear it. Yeah, but... It's not a silent ninja clicker. You can hear it. But if you hear it two or three times, you know, yeah, that's locked. No, I and am you'll, confident that thing You'll is even locked. do it when, like, <laughs> so if you unlock it, it just goes, right? So yeah. I'll give you, possibly, that you don't hear that. But when you lock it and it goes, beep, beep, and then you do it again, beep, 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 beep. Beep, 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 And then I go. Then I lose my mind. Now, I think newer vehicles, if you pay for it, you can just like walk up to it, right? Now, I guess we don't. Because it has AI in your pocket and it's just <laughs> and like, We're not that fancy. This key fob know. is close enough to where I should probably just unlock the car and let them Remember in. when cars, we thought they were getting really fancy and like they had like the little numbers on the Oh, key, yeah. Yeah. The, keypad. the keypad thing. <laughs> dee, 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 dee. I never had one of those. I never. Because I knew living in Indiana, that will not last in our weather. It will get cold and break <laughs> or like, or sometimes like when you use your phone and my hands are cold and like yeah. my phone doesn't recognize that my dead little fingers are on it because they're so cold. Like, I don't know. Things don't work like that. But the key fob thing, you know, without having to even put it into the ignition, that's weird. That's, that's crazy. You you really have to get used to that. I because think we're living in Jetsons technology. Exactly. We've rented cars like this and you, you get in and it's like, well, where's the, where's this thing go? Like, yeah. And you get in now? and it like <laughs> magically knows where your seat's supposed to go. Like it goes and like adjust your seat and your mirrors and stuff this is jetsons i'm telling I'm you i'm thinking night rider because they kind of talk to you now yeah sometimes they do yeah i would i would love a kit car no i don't want a kit car i want a kit car with that voice i that, don't that voice is amazing i don't want my car to talk to me i want to talk to my car and do what i say but i don't want it to talk back to me because then we're getting into i'm sorry hal i can't do that you know one thing i hate is people who um uh, use the bluetooth in their car while they're driving i know it's I do it all supposed the time. to be safer and all that but 
as the person on the other end of the line, it's just annoying. <laughs> I can hear everything. <laughs> like, roll up your window. <laughs> I d- you call me and I answer on my f- in my car all the time. I try not to call you at all, really. Well, I try not to call you either because we live, <laughs> we live together, we work together. What can we possibly, absolutely have to talk to each other on the phone about? Because we will see each other in ten minutes. Now, this is coming from a woman who will uh, be downstairs and text me, and I'm upstairs. She won't yell up the stairs. Because why do I? Hey. Need, you're up there. I'll just text you. Now, there were times where we like instant messaged each other. And we are like, I'm in the kitchen and you're in the living room. <laughs> We've done that before too. Well, we didn't want the kids to hear. Well, probably. Like we're telling secrets or something. All right. A few more clicks? There's only so many clicks. Hi there. Matt Howe introducing you to Purple Hippo Ads, local digital advertising. Let's say you want more qualified customers, clients, and donors in your sales funnel. We create display and text ads targeted to attract those visitors to a landing page with specific information and an intake form for them to contact you. We manage, tweak, and adjust the campaign to optimize every click and gain more conversions. Purple Hippo ads are perfect for discounts, offers, email opt-ins, events, introducing new products or services, increasing donations, or finding qualified job applicants. Interested? Great. Just fill out the contact form on purplehippoads.com and let's talk. Our premier sponsor today is Schaefer Leadership Academy. You can learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. Did you know that Schaefer Leadership is expanding? What? They're growing. Are they looking for somebody? They are. They are looking for a development director. Ooh. Yes. That sounds like a fancy job. It does sound like a fancy It sounds like you're going to be serving as the first point of contact between Schaefer Leadership Academy and new partners. The development director is responsible for growing Schaefer Leadership Academy's partner base across East Central Indiana with a focus on Delaware County. So you'll be finding new member organizations and cultivating new custom program clients. You'll spend much of your time traveling East Central Indiana, meeting clients within manufacturing, higher education, nonprofit associations, and service industries. How can they apply for this position? You can apply online at SchaeferLeadership.com and there's a job description and an application right online. And I believe they're closing applications December 6th. Get on it if you're interested to work with some awesome people over there. Mitch and Tisha are great. They do excellent things in the community, uh, equipping leaders and everything in the Delaware County area. And so it would be a great place to work. Check them out. Find out more at SchaeferLeadership.com. In the studio today, we have Loretta Parsons from the Soup Kitchen of Muncie. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Awesome. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do? Uh, I'm ex- the executive director at the Soup Kitchen of Muncie, and I've been in that position since 2011. And I just kind of direct the operation of the Soup Kitchen, kind of oversee what happens daily, take care of inventory and volunteers and everything that goes on on a daily basis. Now we're getting into the holidays. Tell us about the Soup Kitchen during the holiday season. Sure. Christmas, we have a Christmas brunch in the morning, our regular serving hours from 9 30 to 11 and that involves a lot of folks people that 
don't really have a commitment on Christmas morning mm-hmm. and are looking for a place to maybe give back. Families come, older folks come, single people come that just don't have a commitment on Christmas morning. And it's, uh, it's a pretty big event. Now, we were talking before and you said there's a uh there's kind of an increase in the number of clients being served right now. So tell right. us about that. Um, we average about 140 people a day. That's over the whole year. But it fluctuates up mm-hmm. and down depending. And of course, our numbers do go up in the summer. Right. Uh, usually in the fall, they kind of trend downward. And the reason they go up in the summer, is that because of uh, families and kids being mm-hmm. out of school? Yes. Okay. Kids are home. Yes. And yeah. also people that are in this area looking for day jobs. Okay. And yes. they kind of follow the weather. So so when the weather changes and gets hotter in the south, they move north and come up here to find, you know, day jobs and work to do. And then as the weather gets cold, they go back to the south. That's why our numbers go down. But in the middle of September, we noticed they were kind of going up. And that trend seemed to happen through the end of the month. And then they stayed that way through the end of October. Our average is about 140 a day. We averaged about 160 a day for okay. the month of October. Now, tell me how the soup kitchen runs. Like okay. how do you how do you put it together daily? You're serving 140 people. <laughs> you're serving what two meals to each one? Yeah. A hot meal and a, and a take Sorry. takeaway meal. Mm-hmm. Correct. So tell us about that. Like how well, do you get that food? Well, we we have a number of ways we get our food. I am able to purchase food from Second Harvest Food Bank. We're an agency that can utilize the food bank. Okay. And so I can order from them. And uh, so that food helps us. And then occasionally I may have to go and buy a few things, but like bread. Bread's a commodity that we use daily because we make sack lunches. Mm-hmm. We do have organizations that help us with sack lunches, but we have to make the sandwiches. So I have to buy lunch meat and stuff like that, but I utilize some businesses here in Muncie to help supply that and they give us a good deal and that helps our food dollar as well. So we see what we have in our pantry and in our freezer and we just kind of work through that. Okay now are there certain things that you need all the time like you said you mentioned bread. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've heard milk before. Right. And then you have some kind of saying like sugar starch and something. Oh yeah sugar sugar starch I think. Sugar sugar starch. white sugar brown sugar and corn starch. Oh okay. Uh, Because to do any baking you need those items and they aren't readily available. We have to purchase those. So we have several organizations. The Rotary Club's been really good to do uh, cake mix drives for us, and those are really convenient to use if we need to. Every day is different. Yeah, we have a different group of volunteers every day from all walks of life. And that's kind of one of your policies, right? Right. So a person doesn't get volunteer burnout or anything like that. Right. They feel like that's their day, that's their day to give back, and that's what they do, and then, you know, they're on for the rest of their week. What are volunteer hours? Well, we start at 7, and we prep and and get food cooking, and then we serve from 9.30 to 11. Our Altrusa Club has come, and we pack some of the sack lunches that set from 7 to whenever you're done. I can never quite make it because I've got to get kids up and out the door, plus I'm not a morning person, but (laughs) (laughs) you don't want me there packing lunches at at 7 o'clock in the morning because I'll be grumpy. But uh, yeah, so it just takes all kinds. There's retired people all the way down to college kids Mm -hmm. and high school school students, and and we've even seen like on some fall breaks and things 
parents bringing their younger kids yeah, in true. to kind of help And grandparents, well. too. Yeah. They, you know, can bring their grandkids. So tell me about some of the big events that the Soup Kitchen puts on yes. throughout the year. The third Friday in July, and we provide a picnic for our guests that come to the Soup Kitchen. And we try to make it a pretty big deal. Hopefully, if the weather cooperates, we can do everything outside. Mm-hmm. And we invite non-for-profits that service folks, help them with all sorts of needs to come and share what they can do for folks and get that information out. It's a good way for our guests to get connected to that service community, whether it's a church in the area or an organization like Christian Ministries or Motivate Our Minds or even Open Door and Meridian Services. And we have music, yes. as you well know. DJ Matt Howell. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's been a new thing the past few years. Well, yes, exactly, years, which we yeah. truly enjoy. And then every year you have the annual dinner, yes. which is huge. So. Yes, that's our that's our big push. Mm-hmm. It will be April 4th, so remember, 4-4-2020 okay. at the Horizon okay. Convention good, Center good again. Yeah, yeah, good numbers. <laughs> I don't think we planned it that way, but it's great. <laughs> Last year, uh, well, it was in March of this year, actually. We were celebrating our 25th year, and uh, so we thought we'd do it up, go a little bigger, and we did. We sold out. We had 400 seats sold. Mm-hmm. And it just turned out great. So this next year in 2020, it will actually be our 10th annual dinner. A very elegant, nice evening. Uh, We're looking forward to it. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. <laughs> like, are you from Muncie? Or are you from Muncie? Yeah, or are you well, I was actually born in Winchester, Indiana. Oh, okay. um, and uh, my parents moved to Muncie when I was two. Started Burris in 1954 in kindergarten. Oh, okay. okay, so you're a Burris grad, aren't you? I am. Oh, okay. I graduated in 67. You know, I did all those things that kids do, brownies, Girl Scouts. I did participate in several school musicals when oh, okay. I was in high school there and in the cheer block. So that was my early life, I guess. I went to to um, Ball State for a semester right out of high school. And I actually worked in the placement office out there too. And then April of 68, I married my high school sweetheart and we moved to Albuquerque, New Mexico. He uh, was a military policeman in the army out there then. And of course, you know, that was in the height of the Vietnam War. Mm -hmm. And um, he never did get sent overseas, but he did work in all the Secret Service stuff. Oh, in that okay. Area 51, As, Hangar yeah, 18, well, the whole deal. Yeah. <laughs> there was some of that stuff in Albuquerque. But so our oldest daughter was born in Albuquerque. Then he got out of the service and we came back to Muncie. And we lived here. And in 1974, our second daughter was born and we were divorced. So I had two little girls and I needed a job. And in February of 75, I went to work at Ball Brothers, Ball Corporation uh, at the close plant out on 9th Street as an hourly worker on the Mm -hmm. third shift. By that fall, because of pressure from the federal government to put women in supervisory positions, and they had gone to some of the hourly workers older women that had been there for a number of years. One of the ladies, she was trying to make this decision and she talked to me a little bit. I just happened to be working on a line where she was at that day. And so we we talked some. Well, the next thing I know, they're asking me if I would like to be a foreman. Mm -hmm. That's kind of funny, a foreman. Yeah. (laughs) So as time went on, they had to change that to frontline supervisor. Okay. Ah, So I'm thinking... 
you know, here I am working this night shift, and those lids and bands are coming off that line. You know, it looks like a million at a time to me. And so I thought, well, what have I got to lose? So I said, sure, I'd give it a try. So here I am, 25 years old. I'm going to be a foreman, <laughs> frontline supervisor. and person. Uh, yeah, four person, whatever. I am going to supervise men who have been running these machines for years mm-hmm. that are 45, 50, 60 years old. A rough old. bunch of dudes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was real interesting. How long did you do that? I worked at that position. I was on third shift and second shift for a number of years. And then I was promoted to operations analyst. But I learned all aspects of the uh, manufacturing operation, supervising people, the packers, the mechanics, just uh, shipping and receiving, all of that. I learned it all, quality control, all of it. So I was promoted to operations analyst at the closure plant, which was nice because now I could work eight to five, which was really great because for a number of years I'd work the off shifts and mm-hmm. my husband was taking care of the girls and you know it was hard for family life because you just, I never got to see so you got kids. remarried yeah. at some point yeah yeah I met what? my husband when yeah. that happened <laughs> well in in uh, 76 my okay. I met my second husband on the third shift he was okay. in quality control oh, okay and we got married in September of 1976 Gotcha. Yeah. Then I was promoted to this operations analyst position. And then in, well, in 81, our son was born. Yeah. So I worked there at the plant. And then in 1990, I was promoted to purchasing manager for the consumer products division. And I moved downtown to the high street headquarters, Okay. started working there. And while I was there, I worked for another 15 years and was able to retire early in February, the exact day that I hired in. 30 years before. Really? That's cool. Isn't that, that interesting? Is, that yeah. is cool. So I was able to retire early, and my husband passed away after a battle of cancer for 19 months. And When did you get to the soup kitchen then? Well, so after, after I retired, I kind of did a couple of part-time jobs because I thought I still needed to be working. <laughs> and so I worked for the uh, Muncie Community Schools and okay. did the after school and before school program. I did that for a couple of years. I also worked at Elmcroft in activities. Oh, okay. So I was out there with the folks and I played games and did a lot of interesting things. And then I was uh, involved with a church group and we wanted to uh, do something to give back to the community. So we come up with this Sunday supper idea. And I went down and talked to the director and we were able to do once a month. uh, We came together as a group and made a meal on Sunday afternoon and served it. So I thought, well, hey, it'd be a good idea to volunteer down there because then folks would recognize me and feel comfortable coming on Sunday afternoon, Mm -hmm. which was a day they weren't normally open. That all kind of transpired and I was volunteering down there. And then in 09, I was asked to be a cook. In 2011, they asked me if I'd be the director. The rest is history. (laughs) (laughs) We've tried to do a lot of things with grants and donations and um, just, you know, make it a nice, friendly place for people to come, safe place to enjoy a meal. Do you have a secret hidden talent that people don't know about? (laughs) Well, I sing a little bit. Okay. Well, you used to be in musicals and things, yes, so, right? Yeah. yeah. So I was like in the in the choir at school and in the madrigal group. Oh, and, okay. You know, and so I sang in musicals, usually just, you know, with a crowd of people, mm-hmm. nothing solo or anything like that. But I always did enjoy singing, singing at church, that kind of thing. Not everybody knows that, probably. <laughs> 
<laughs> my kids probably do. They're like, oh, please. <laughs> Mom, sing it again. <laughs> yeah. Now, you mentioned three children, right? Right. Three children, two daughters and one son. How many grandchildren? I have eight now. Eight? eight. Okay. Yes, I have eight. Yeah, I have five boys and three girls, okay. and they range from ages 25 to five. Oh, wow. wow. That's kind of fun because I get to be with them. Very seldom are we all together because everybody's kind of spread out, but I get to be with them where they're at, you yeah. know, and so I get to enjoy that, see what they're doing. And my oldest grandson, he's helping me paint right now, which I'm sure he regrets, but <laughs> <laughs> it's been great. Awesome. <laughs> it it asked in a couple of places, like, are you an early bird or a night owl? And then the other one about, are you usually early or late? Mm-hmm. And I would have to say the answer to both of those is some of both. Okay. Uh, yeah, because there are, there since, you know, I'm not I don't have to get up every day at five in the morning mm-hmm. you know there's some some nights that I, I do stay up a little bit but then there are nights when I know I got to get to bed to get some sleep but then the do I arrive early or do I arrive late I try to be very prompt but I am so bad about doing that one more thing oh yeah well, I can get this done and then I'll go out the door one more you know just one more thing to get one more thing done before you got to be at the next thing and I might be a few minutes late okay I- I do the same thing because it is easy to get into that one more thing. thing. So I always do this. And then it was funny. We had Audia's um, costume parade at school. And so we were going to be there and Matt's mom was going to be there. And I come in. I'm I'm not late, but I am right on time. And my mother-in-law was like, I knew you would be right on time because you're never early. (laughs) I'm like, well, that's true. I'm just trying to get right in right when I need to be because I got busy doing one, One more, more thing, thing about five more things ago. Or right, whatever, so. I know. Thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. No problem. Now, how can people learn more about the Soup, sure. soup Kitchen in Muncie? Yeah, well, we're on Facebook. So just look us up on Facebook, like us, share, whatever you see there. And also our website. It's very interactive, and it was created by wonderful folks at the Farmhouse Creative. Oh, well, oh thank, thank you. you very yeah. Much. <laughs> and it Plug. is soupkitchenofmuncie.org. And get on there and look for ways to contact us for volunteering, for donations. And coming up is Giving Tuesday, and all the information's right there to help us out with that promotion excellent well thank you so much for stopping by the farmhouse thanks for having me thanks we are also sponsored by lucky rabbit tattoos you can find out more at luckytats.com they are having their black friday sale black friday black friday black friday buy now buy now buy now yes But they are having Black Friday sale on gift certificates, gift cards. They will price match your gift card. Wait, what? Yeah, so if price you match? put if you go in and put $20 toward a gift card, okay. they will match it with 20. You have a $40 gift card because that's the way math works. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So if you give 50 if you put in $50, I'll have 50 more added and that would yes. be a total of a a total 100. Of $100 all the way up to 100. So if I put in $100, yeah. they match it with $100. So that would be $200. $200. But what if I put $105 down? They will match $100. So I have $205. $205. Yes. So that's how it works. Uh, it's valid from, you could use it that day. You could use it the next day. It's valid all the way through next Black Friday. No way. Yes. One year. One year. Expiration date on that. Yep. So you can use it for piercings, tattoos. Spring tattoos. Yeah. Fall tattoos. Mm-hmm. Summer tattoos. Summer tattoos. 
birthday tattoos, anniversary tattoos, whatever. Anniversary tattoos. You've got to be kidding me. People go in and get like people matching. People actually ta- do that? We know people in our lives who have matching tattoos. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Father. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they're anniversary tattoos or not, but they do match. You get the idea. They double your amount up to a hundred bucks. You can use it for a year. You can use it for tattoos or piercings. LuckyTats.com. <laughs> So recently, we had Adia in the studio with yeah. Angie, and mm-hmm. she recorded some banter, some back and forth with her. We did. We came here after we went to Mincy Civic Theater and saw Frozen Junior. She loved it, and she was super jazzed and super amped, and we came over to the office to do some other stuff, and she's like, Mom, can we record a podcast? I was like, sure. Why not? I'll be the cool mom who's like, yeah, let's get some uh, let's get some banter going. So we're going to play a little bit of our conversation. And if you're not my mom or my family or my dad, you're probably maybe not care or maybe you do because you all feel like you grew up with Zuzu uh, on the Internet and stuff, too. So interesting interviews with Zuz. We are going to talk about the barking cow and um, how I've been born and stuff like that. So the first thing we are gonna do is the Bucky Cow. The Bucky Cow opened when I was first, um, when I was four years old. When I was four years old, I loved, um, being at the Bucky Cow. Every single preschool of my mom and dad say I could go to the Bucky Cow. So I always went home with my family and I got my money and I usually went to the Bucky Cow and then I paid for it. And uh, too much, my mom would get me some money to pay it. Oh, really? Now, I thought I paid for the parking cow. No, she did not. No? Oh, you paid for the parking cow? Yeah. Okay. Okay. What do they sell at the parking cow? They sell ice cream and some food. Nice. What's your favorite ice cream over there? My favorite ice cream is the cotton candy and the Willy Wonka chocolate. Oh, the Willy Wonka chocolate? Yeah. Yum. No, that's good. Nice. You better go to the Biking Cow. It's across the street from the Funhouse office. And if you need to um, come visit us, then you have to come to our office and talk. We would give you a map. We'll give you a map to our office? Yeah. Or give you a map to the Biking Cow? Give you a map to the Biking Cow. Oh, okay. Is it your favorite place downtown? Yeah, it is. What is your name? My name's Audia Howell. Do you go by Zuzu? I go... No, I go by Adia. Oh, okay. But do some people call you Zuzu? Me and Dad, we call you Zuzu? No! Oh, we don't. Are we allowed? No. Oh, your name is what? Adia? Adia Howell. Okay. That's what they call me. Okay, very good. Now what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about how I came life in... Um, I was born on what? November 30th. November 30th. And I was the cutest... So, Hordy, everyone of my family loved me. Even my mommy and daddy. And my first word was? Ball. Ball. And then my second word was? I don't remember. Maybe Dada, <laughs> I think. I think Dada. And then what was my Then mom? Mama. Then. Oh. No, you used to call Holdy Bap when you were little. Remember that? <laughs> I, you just started calling him Bap one day and it just stuck. And sometimes you'd call him Bappy. And he would let you call him Bap, but he got really mad when you called him Bappy. <laughs> he didn't like that. He was like 14. Didn't think it was very cool. What else when you were born? Um, I had the best life ever, and I, I come to a studio person. A studio person? 
studio person. You came here to do a podcast? I came here to do a podcast a long time ago. I started doing this thing, and this is my first time doing it. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep working here every single. I'm always going to do it on the first Sunday of the year. Record a podcast every single time. Okay. And you can get your own autograph. Oh, we can get an audio autograph? Yeah. Can we could we call it an audiograph? No. <laughs> no. Where did we just go? Where did we come back from? We just came back from a show and it was Elsa and Anna show and I get pick pictures. Who'd you get pictures with? Anna and Elsa and that's it. Yeah, you there Olaf was there, right? Yeah, but I did not do it. And Sven and Kristoff? Yeah. And Prince Hans? Yeah, but Prince Hans, this is the person, was mean. Prince Hans was mean? Yeah. Okay. And then my favorite parts were when I got a picture with Anna and Elsa. And what was your second favorite part? When they flew the snow, and then my last one was when Elsa sang. Nice. So. Let it go. Let it go. Can't hold it back anymore. My favorite color is um, purple, pink, and green and red. Okay. Is there a color you don't like? Yeah, black and brown and gray. Oh, okay. And red. You don't like red? What about my hair? Oh, oh, sorry about that. I said red. (laughs) (laughs) What is your favorite game to play? My favorite game is um, the surgery game, the minion surgery game. Oh, Operation? Yeah, Operation. You like that better than Uno? Oh, Uno too. Okay. Do you have any other games you like to play? Oh, Candyland. Candyland. <laughs> Are you good at it? Um, not really. Well, it's kind of just a game of chance, right? Uh, what grade are you in at school? I'm in kindergarten. What song did you just sing for Veterans Day? For your Mom's gonna ask me questions and I am gonna answer them. So ask me some questions and then I'm gonna ask her some questions. Okay. Do you do gymnastics? Uh, yes, I do gymnastics. I And I do gym, library, and music in Project Lead the Way. Oh, okay. You like that? Yeah. I feel like you're missing one. Oh, art. Art. Do you like art? I hate art. Oh, my goodness. You're such a good artist, though. Okay, so he's not your favorite? Your art teacher's not the favorite? Yeah, you know what? Why? And he said, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong. Oh, he tells you that you're wrong? I'm not wrong all the time. You don't like to be wrong, do you? No. Uh, what's your favorite song? My favorite song? To the north, to the south, from the east to the west. Lost girls, lost boys, you all know you're the best. Nice. What's your favorite color, Mom? My favorite color is green. And what? And red. What's your favorite sport? Sport? Uh, I don't to watch, I like to watch basketball, but to play, I am not really a sportsy kind of person. I like music. I can play piano. I can sing. I can play saxophone. What's your favorite song? Hmm. What's Up by Four Non Blondes. You don't know that song, but I sing love the it. song. Uh, I can't. I'll get in trouble by the copyright police. What's your favorite thing you do at the office? I like to help people. Help how? I like to make pretty brochures. I like to make pretty logos. And then I like it when I get paid and people send me checks. What do you guys call me at home? 
Mama. Well, yes, Mama. But come over here. What nickname do you call me? Scrooge McDuck. Oh, why do you call me Scrooge McDuck? Because you love Scrooge McDuck. I do love Scrooge McDuck. He was my favorite on DuckTales. And I like it when I get to take money to the bank. Goodbye, guys. I hope you see me again. Bye. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Gone Boss. Be sure to check us out at GoneBoss.com or hashtag GoneBoss. We're on Instagram at GoneBoss2K or you can find us on Facebook just by searching GoneBoss. If you like what you hear today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. Our premier sponsor today was the Schaefer Leadership Academy. Find out more at SchaeferLeadership.com. We're also brought to you by Lucky Rabbit Tattoos. Check them out at LuckyTats.com. Have a great rest of your day and don't forget to tune in next week and find out who has gone boss.